Welcome to the Wildlife Experience. This is your host, Andrew Austin. All right, so uh, I'm going to treat this as a uh, sort of just a reflective um, sort of solo episode here. Um, so uh, we are 21 episodes in. Um, it's going really well, I think. Uh, had some really amazing guests, um, covered a lot of ground, and I really look forward to the future. Um, this past week, I attended the Hunt Fish Podcast Summit, um, which is a, a really cool event where several other wildlife podcasters um, and a bunch of guests, uh, around 15 guests or so, um, all stay at a, at a ranch um, out in West Texas, or kind of Northwest Texas, I guess, and just uh, hang out and uh, record episodes and network and just have a good time. Um, I wasn't well prepared to, to, to record in person. Uh, thankfully, uh, Paul from Aptitude Outdoors uh, set me up to, uh, to go ahead and record some, um, but uh, largely it was a learning experience and um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, did, I did get to record, um, again, I, I recorded a couple, but uh, really the, the coolest part for me was um, um, doing those in-person interviews for the first time really opened my eyes. And I really think um, going into the future here, uh, I'm, I am going to invest in, in uh, recording gear and higher quality mics. Um, I really did enjoy uh, talking in person rather than over Zoom like I've been doing. Uh, I'm still going to have to do that, of course, just because you know I'm trying to reach all sorts of people from around the world and can always meet people, but I really look forward to, um, traveling around and, you know, on the weekends I do a lot of, you know, traveling around birding and herping and hunting whatnot, and sort of treating those trips as both, uh, you know, fun trips, but also, you know, going out and like meeting up with people and, you know, doing uh, whatever it is they specialize in, um, you know, say, uh, go out with a, a herping friend from Florida and do some herping and then, you know, record afterwards and make it more of like a sort of a, um, I don't know, like a holistic, um, trip, you know, where I'm doing, um, uh, maybe that's not the right word, but doing, you know, all of it together and kind of this whole experience of getting to know the person in the field and then, you know, get, hanging out and, um, setting up recording gear, putting on headsets and mics and, you know, sort of, uh, recording, you know, doing those in-person, uh, interviews, I think that'll be really fun. Um, and it'll be a cool chance to get to know people, make friends and, and connections. And, um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking, um, I'll be doing in the future, uh, hopefully fairly soon. Um, I have a lot of personal stuff I'm having to, to, uh, take care of right now, uh, house stuff, um, but once I get finished with all that, I'm going to go ahead and, and invest in higher quality recording gear, um, set up an actual studio at my house. And uh, I just actually finished um, putting insulation and in, in all my walls just to make sure this, even the interior walls, to make sure my, uh, my office um, room is, is nice and soundproof. Because um, I really, I really want to make sure I don't... Uh, slip into just, you know, uh, 
kind of subpar quality content. You know, I really want to make sure I, I invest uh, time and money in, into this because I really do enjoy it. And I, it seems like, you know, there are a number of you out there that enjoy it as well. Um, so yeah, I really want to do it, do it right. You know, it's still, you know, very early. Um, I think, you know, given how early it is, you know, how recent I started, um, I think it's going well. Um, again, you know, it, it, uh, it is a learning, learning experience, you know, doing these, these interviews and trying to be a good, um, a good uh, host and, but, you know, my, you know, also I really want to be down to earth and not, not be too cookie cutter, you know, radio host sounding, um, I really like to get to know people, you know, not, we can't get too personal on here, but, uh, I really do like for people to be very comfortable and, and to be very much a, you know, conversation. Um, so yeah, I got, uh, so I'll be posting, um, an episode, the one after this will be, so I'm going to post this as, as an individual episode, I think. Um, and then it'll be Britt Perry. Um, we're going to be talking about, um, she's a biologist and a falconer. Um, so it'll be the next one after that. I, I got to see, I'm not even going to announce uh, any of the names after that. Cause I, honestly, I was so unprepared for those in-person interviews at the summit that um, I don't know if all the audio I recorded is usable. Um, I know at least one of them I'm going to have to scrap just a brief, a brief, uh, look at it. I can tell it's just so quiet. I didn't have the recording level high enough on the, uh, recorder. Um, so yeah, all around, a, mainly a learning experience going to that event. Um, hopefully I'll go next year and, uh, and I'm going to be like really well prepared and, and really. You know, I could have easily gotten like 10 really good episodes this time, but I just, I just was not prepared. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I know I'll get a couple out of it. And, um, um, and while I'm on the subject of the summit, a uh, shout out to, uh, Derek York, um, f- from impact outdoors who, who organized it and had the idea to, to, you know, create more of a community, um, within the outdoor and wildlife podcasting circles. Um, it was really, really a good time. You know, we got to go uh, do some really good bass fishing in these like well-stocked lakes, well-managed lakes, um, staying at a really fancy lodge out on this ranch, you know, great food, although I didn't really partake in the food part. Um, but you know, the hospitality in general was amazing. Um, we did some thermal hog hunting, which, which was a lot of fun, you know, and, you know, any, anything to control feral hogs is a good thing for any, any ecosystem here in North America. They really are a problem. Um, and doing it at night with the thermal scope with a suppressed AR-15, um, was quite a way to do it. You know, it's a very, it's a very effective way to do it, uh, on a local scale. Um, so yeah, just all around a really awesome time at the hunt fish podcast summit and, uh, definitely look forward to, um, next year. Also shout out to, uh, Chester Moore, who was a previous guest. And if you listen to to that episode, you know, Chester is one of my best connections I've made in the wildlife industry. Um, he's a a journalist and a radio host, and he's kind of the one that, uh, threw my name in the bucket for this, uh, to get invited to this summit. Um, and I really appreciate that, you know, Chester has, has always been very good to me. 
um, I did actually go on his radio show um, at the summit. We recorded a radio show um, over snakes uh, here in Texas, uh, which is pretty cool. I'll look forward to listening to that. Um, what else did we do? Uh, interviewed. Um, I got interviewed by Paul from Aptitude Outdoors for a documentary he is working on, which is really cool. Uh, his documentary is about conservation and, you know, different aspects of it, but, you know, mainly, you know, how um, it seems like he's trying to clear up the confusion about, you know, hunters and hunting as, as those things relate to conservation. And um, so, yeah, that he's putting a lot of, a lot of time and resources into that. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Paul's a really just a fantastic guy. He's, he's going to um, invite me onto his podcast pretty soon. I think, um, we were going to do it at the summit, but it just, it's, it was about three and a half, four days of just nonstop hanging out and recording and hunting and fishing. And, you know, it was just a lot. Um, so we didn't have time, but, um, I did get to talk to Gray Thornton, uh, from the wild sheep foundation. Have not gone back to listen to that audio yet. Um, but that, that was, um, whether that is usable audio or not, it was just really cool to talk to Gray. Um, he is a, uh, quite a renowned conservationist. Um, he is the, the president of the wild sheep foundation currently, which is one of the largest organization conservation organizations in North America. And I guess the world even, I think they, they produce like, you know, millions and millions of dollars for wild sheep, um, through that organization, you know, just pumping a lot of money into conserving wildlife. And, uh, so yeah, I'm really, really, uh, um, honored. I get to hang out with gray and, uh, his wife, Renee, who's also fantastic. Her episode definitely didn't work out. Uh, I, I recorded it, but the uh, memory card I was using was full and that old recorder I was borrowing. I don't, I don't really, I didn't really know how to use it, but I didn't see any indication that the card was full and it, it just didn't, uh, store any of the uh, audio on the card. So, um, but I'll be having her back on that conversation was really good. And it's really important to me to have her on because of her mission, which is, um, she is, um, heading up this, this, this organization kind of through the wild sheep foundation called women hunt, which is, uh, a, a way to get, um, get, uh, provide guidance for, for women that are interested in hunting and fishing and, uh, sort of the outdoors in general. Um, because she, you know, got into hunting later in life and she found that it was uh, very difficult, you know, being a woman and, um, you know, she just had to overcome these challenges of, you know, finding a mentor and, you know, learning how to hunt and, you know, firearms and all the, all the rest collectively can be quite a challenge for anybody that is uh, interested in getting into hunting, but, you know, particularly for, uh, women, because, you know, hunting is, you know, it's thought of as a, as a, you know, something that only men do. Um, you know, and then there's just weird, weird challenges like, oh, you know, she found a mentor, but the, it's a dude and he has a wife and the wife, you know, you know, girlfriends and wives might not want, you know, their husband or boyfriend going out, taking a woman into the woods and, you know, that sort of thing. So just all around, uh, women have unique challenges like that. Um, if they're getting into something like hunting or you know, really other, any other, you know, typically, um, you know, male dominant outdoor pursuit, but, 
Um, so yeah, so she's really passionate about uh, spreading the word among women to get, you know, uh, get out there and, and, and pursue the outdoors and, you know, and, and also providing guidance for them and through her organization, Women Hunt. And uh, yeah, she was really fantastic. And I learned a lot from her. Really bummed that that audio didn't uh, work out the first time, but I'm confident that, you know, Renee, um, she was uh, so easy to talk to. And um, I, I believe that we can easily make it happen um, just like last, the first time around. And it'd be, and it'd be just as good, you know? So, um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's about it, guys. I um, really uh, appreciate um, y'all for listening. Um, I am, I'm, I'm going to try to keep pushing forward and, and improving the experience. And, you know, the, the whole goal here is to connect wildlife people uh, with each other, uh, spread the word of conservation, um, get, you know, get to know people, get to know their experience in the world. And, um, as it relates to wildlife and, you know, just, uh, try to, try to, you know, create some positive, um, dialogue to, to get, get people interested in wildlife and, you know, uh, thinking more about how critical it is that, that conservation be at the forefront of all of our ideologies, you know, cause you know, this is a, such a polarized world we live in and, you know, there's a lot of you know, politics and, and such makes stuff very complicated, but, you know, I think one thing that we can all agree on is conserving wildlife and their habitats is beneficial to all of us, no matter what background you come from, no matter if you're um, a serious outdoorsman or woman, um, if you like to fish, hunt, you know, birding, herping, any of this stuff, you know, ecosystem services that rely on clean food, I mean, clean air, clean water. Uh, yeah, but food as well. We, you know, we, we, we acquire food from our ecosystems through hunting. Um, just, you know, conserving ecosystems is, is so critical. And we really are at a, at a point in, in human history where we could really we can really take a turn for the worst, you know, there, I am an optimist, but you know, if, 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 if we don't change how we uh, treat our natural resources globally, you know um, you know, a hundred years from now, uh, the landscape, the world over is, is going to be, it's going to be a very depressing place. You know, human humans are very resourceful and, you know, we have technological advances and you know, humans will probably live on, um, through any significant changes that may occur, but gosh, it would be such a depressing world if, if we keep losing prairies at the rate we're losing prairies and, and forests and the Amazon and the Congo and, you know, savannas and, and wetlands and, and, um, you know, uh, coral reefs and just all of the world's ecosystems are just, uh, whether, you know, we like it or not, they're, they are degrading very fast. Um, you know, but, and there are great organizations buying land and restoring habitats and there's a lot to look forward to. So I am op optimistic, but, um, uh, we, we just, we gotta, we gotta keep spreading the good word, um, and, and be positive and, you know, take, uh, take our natural resources very seriously. Um, so I will end it with that. Thank you guys for listening and you'll have a great day.